will all be over soon. Anthony, give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. Bobby, it's me, your daddy, Roberto. Daddy. Occasionally, you may hear it pronounced as Joao. It depends. Look at me now. How far we go back? Elementary, jump rope, high and go see, pity pad, red light, green light, red light, green light. Hello? You play to win the game. That's right, Wednesday night, just past 9 p.m. You are tuning in to Straight Bet Sports here live on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. I am your host, Jose V. To my right, we got the homie Bradford in the building, formerly known as E&B, but we're going to go ahead and switch it up for tonight. We've already had that conversation. We'll let you guys know why that later. But we got a fun show on tap for you guys tonight. We got some local love in the building. We're going to talk about that here shortly. But as we do every single night, right, Ian? Mr. Bradford, we let everybody know. If you're watching tonight, you already know what to do. Press that like button. Press that share button. Let everyone know what you are watching. We are live on all Gorilla Cross platforms. If you're on Twitter, check us out, Gorilla Cross. Facebook, Gorilla Cross. And, of course, YouTube, Gorilla Cross. Trust me, it's not just us. There's a lot more going on on that page, so you'll enjoy all of the stuff, all of the content they got going on there. And, of course, GorillaCross.com and the Gorilla Cross app. Go ahead and download it now on all of your Play Stores, Google Play Store, Apple, Trust me, a lot of good content on there. Not just our show, a lot of other shows. And if you're a music person and you like music, a lot of good music on there as well. So trust me, you will not be disappointed. But Ian, are you ready for tonight's show? You got your Eagles gear on. I know they're playing tomorrow, so you got to show yeah. off and you got to show out. Nothing wrong with that. You got to support your team. But are you ready for tonight's show? This is your first time having an actual guest in the studio that we're going to interview. So I hope you're ready. I am definitely ready. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Are you tired? A little bit, yeah. You exhausted? Because I, I had you up early this morning. Yeah, you did. We were talking did. sports at we, 8 a.m. We had a already. good time on Twitter Spaces, though. It yeah. was a good, good big, time in there. Big shout out to the homie Sosa and everybody else out there on Twitter, Twitter World, Twitter Spaces. But again, if you guys are joining the show and you're watching, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, drop a comment. Let us know what you want to talk about. Or even if you have a question for the guest that we have in studio tonight, you already know what to do. Drop it in there. And of course, the phone number to call 702-608-3259. Give us a call, chime in, let us know what your thoughts are. Or maybe there's something that we say that you're not going to like that might trigger that nerve. We want to hear from you. Hit us up. But without further ado, we, we got a great show again, like I said. Big shout out to our sponsor, Joshua LaFon. We greatly appreciate you. And of course, Eric Navarro from Line em Up, our, Eric, our personal barber. Go ahead and hit him up today at IG, Line em Up by Eric. You will not be disappointed. Fresh cuts, beards, hair, anything you need, he will take care of you. But let's jump into it, Ian. I'm excited about this one. Uh, I reached out to this gentleman uh, uh, probably about a month ago, give or take a few weeks back. You know, I had to, had to make the proper conversations and hit up the right people. We finally got him in studio. We're supposed to have him on video, but we're excited and we're glad to have him in studio. With that being said, he is none other than new head coach of our new expansion franchise of the IFL. If you guys are football fans and you know the arena football, then trust me, you know what I'm talking about. Vegas Nighthawks head coach Mike Davis joining us in studio. Mike, how's it going tonight, my man? Greatly appreciate you joining us. It's great, man. Thanks for having me. Enjoying yourself in Vegas now that you're back? Because I know you've, you've been to Vegas. You travel here frequently. It's not just your first time here. How are you enjoying yourself? It's good. You know, everybody talks about oh it's the vegas lifestyle it's more of a family-oriented place i don't come to the strip uh, unless we have friends in town so uh it's been nice so we both before we get into football talk about a little bit more about your past and coming here to vegas before anything that has to do with football you were a frequent traveler here correct yeah uh friends 
you know, I have a bunch of friends. I've coached in Nebraska. Okay. Uh, and it's the leads and direct flights here. So we would come two or three, four times a year with me and some buddies. And so we would always come down and, and obviously we're coming to hang out on the strip and, and do some gambling. But um, <laughs> now it's, you know, it's all business. It's all business. Pleasure from time to time. But the business is the most important thing now. When friends are in town, like we had, I had a, uh, my wife's best friend and her husband and another couple were here this weekend. So we hung out a little bit and had some, had some dinner and uh, went to the Raiders game Sunday night or Sunday and so it, it's been good tough game to be at though even though they, they couldn't come <laughs> home with the victory for your first game here right but I'm pretty sure you'll have a lot of opportunities to go see some more hopefully oh for sure game. absolutely so before we get into the Nighthawks the IFL everything that we have going on here for all the people that don't know talk a little bit about yourself your past your history, your pedigree, and everything that you have done in your career before coming to Las Vegas. I know you were huge in the CFL. You were there for a while. You also already coached in the arena, either, was it the Arena Football the League before, league. right? Nope, the, indoor the, league. the indoor league, correct. So just talk about your previous experiences leading up to this new job that you have now. Yeah, well, you know, uh, in 2000, 2008, uh, I got a call to, to go to Grand Island, Nebraska. And started an expansion franchise uh, for Charlie Bossman and, and Bossman Incorporated, and I uh, did that. And they told me it was right outside of Omaha, what's two hours west of Omaha. Okay. Um, <laughs> right so outside. Was, of yeah, right outside Ooh, of Omaha. Lots of corn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was literally you drive past University of Lincoln, which is forty-five minutes. They're like, oh, it's another hour, and I'm like, okay. Um, but it, it it was great. You know, I had a lot of success, not because of me, um, but I had great players. I have a great staff that that was with me then and uh, some a lot of them are going to be here with me in vegas okay. um had a lot of a lot of guys that had opportunities in the cfl a couple in the nfl and a uh, good friend of mine one of my one of my best friends and a mentor is chris jones okay. uh, he was in canada for he's been there for 22 years now wow won, okay. four, won four great cups and uh he's like hey i got a job for you i need you to come up here and so i went to went and met with him and uh with the saskatchewan rough riders and uh got a little bit of every did a little bit of everything player personnel salary cap management coaching a little bit and here and there and uh it just kind of took off from there I was there in sas for four years and almost five and then uh he left and went to, to the cleveland browns okay and then i left and went to uh the toronto Argonauts. so when it comes to cfl and indoor football how do you separate the two when it comes to coaching because i'm pretty sure it's different obviously different field different just everything how, how do you how do you separate the two to know how to coach certain styles you know football is football I don't care if you're high school, college, NFL, CFL. Uh, there's just a few rule differences. You know, okay. CFL has, you know, you can have five guys in motion. IFL, you can have two guys in motion. You know, NFL, you you don't have anybody in motion. You can, <laughs> you, you can, we call it zip motion. You can go down the line of scrimmage. And that's it. Uh, and that's it. You know, so it's football players are football players. You're looking for playmakers and guys who can, can rush the pass or guys who can block for you. Obviously, it starts with a great quarterback and, um, and a surrounding cast. So. Uh, as far as football goes and how it's different, it's not much different at all. What have you enjoyed more, the CFL or the indoor football league? The CFL is a great game. Like I learned so much up there that that I didn't know, and, and blessed to have the opportunity up there. Uh, but the indoor game is so close, interactive. You know, it's it's I call it like it's quaint. Like you know, I we can call a play, and I can I can sit on the wall, and somebody can see my play sheet. And be like, Coach, what is this? You know. Um, so I enjoy the, the interaction part um, and then seeing guys, you know, being able to, you, you don't have all the rules as far as celebration and things like that. So guys get very creative and, and, and they have a great time doing it. It's more enjoyable. They're not basically restricting them from actually having fun playing the game, correct? For, correct. 
The only a thing bit you more can't entertainment do, based. Absolutely. The only thing you can't do is throw the ball overhand in the stands. <laughs> Just other than that, you're fine. Yeah, other than that, safety you're issues. Safety yeah. issues. Don't want to hit nobody. Once again, you are tuning to Straight Bet Sports Live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We are joined live in studio by new Nighthawks IFL head coach, Mike Davis here in studio. Now, coach, when it comes to recruiting or you're out there basically, you know, scouting people, you're going to have a big talent pool, right? Especially having your background with the CFL, the Indoor Football League. I'm pretty sure you're reaching out to guys from college. You and I were having that conversation outside about possible people that you may be looking at. How do you go about that when it comes to the to scouting and what type of players you're trying to build for this new team that you have now? You know, for me, it, it comes down to who do I think can use our platform to get back outdoors? Um, and I hate using this term, but I, I call a lot of kids the last two years have been what I call COVID casualties. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because they, their pro days were canceled. They, they, you know, they, they worked their butts off and, and had a great college career to get there and, and not have their pro day. So if an NFL team doesn't see you, it's very, very difficult if you didn't play in, in the SEC or the Power Five or something like that. So, Definitely. Okay. So for me, it's it, who, A, it starts with character. I want a good, a good dude who can come here, and, and I think that if he uses the platform right, can get an opportunity to, to go to Canada or, or get a chance wherever it may be. Um, so that's kind of where it starts for me. So you're kind of like the John Calipari of the IFL. And what I mean by that, you're okay with having these guys and getting them ready for the next step if they haven't had that opportunity yet, basically. That, that's what it's for. You know, I, the, the guys don't make enough to, to sit here and, and become millionaires. Gotcha. You know, the, the, this is a I, – I, I tell guys all the time, this is a Ferrari. You can, you can drive it as fast or as slow as you want. I just need you driving it. <laughs> Seriously, like it's a good way to put it. it. It's you know, it and some way. of these guys is you know, when I was in Nebraska, we had guys that come in and and the, would use the platform. And C.J. Gable, running back for USC, okay. came in, was with me for three weeks, signed in Hamilton. He drove it fast, you know. And there's some other guys that were there. And Jamil Sewell was a great quarterback. We had he was a player of the year three three years in a row in the IFL. In the IFL, okay. got a chance to go to Canada, tore his knee up, had to come back to the IFL. Wow. Um, so it's just it's. It all depends on how you want to use the platform. Do you ever look at a guy like Kurt Warner and then have a player when you were coaching in the IFL that possibly thought they can't make it or this was just the final road for them, but it, you probably saw in, in your eyes, no, there's more that you can do. Have you ever had that type of situation? Not really. Um, most of the guys that, that I deal with, and most coaches deal with, honestly, at, at this level are, are hungry. Um, most of them have a, a chip on their shoulder because they haven't, uh, they've been passed over. Been look, and, looked and, over, and yeah. Looked over, and so they're like, okay, I'm out to prove something. And how they prove it is, and, and guys understand quickly that they're under a microscope, especially here in Vegas. Ian, what you got for coach? So you've been around the league for quite a while, both arena and indoor football. Is there any specific challenges that you find walking into a franchise that's just fresh? hasn't had any coaches hasn't had anyone overseeing per player personnel so that you can completely start from scratch you know not really uh because uh, again i relate it to being a chef like you want me to cook dinner well let me buy the groceries <laughs> true seriously exactly. like, okay. I, I don't want to show Very up with true. with groceries that are already here that have been sitting out so for me it's it's nice to come in and be fresh and and know exactly okay this is what i'm this is what i'm looking for how do I paint that? Like gotcha. what, what it starts, it starts up front. Everything starts up front. And then it starts with local guys. Like how many guys can I find that are here locally in Las Vegas that can help us win games? Gotcha. And there's surprisingly to me, it's, there's been a, a, a ton of them. 
do you have open tryouts? I was just it, about to ask. I know you guys did something. Or is it strictly uh, scouting and recruiting? No, we actually have a, a tryout here in Las Vegas at, on November 7th. It's gotcha. a Sunday. Okay. Um, registration at, starts at 8. At the Henderson facility? Or no, it'll it actually else? be outside at the uh, Henderson, uh, Henderson Sport, Sports Place. No, not, it's not Henderson Sports Place. Um, it's Henderson. out in Henderson. Exactly, it's, <laughs> the, it's out in Henderson. It's the turf field in Henderson. Uh, okay, I'm drawing a blank. But no, no, you're good. It, it's uh, it, it's a fantastic facility. It's it's where they just had the the huge flag football tournament. Okay, um, Heritage Park is what it's called. Heritage Park. Okay, okay. okay. gotcha. And so we'll be on the turf field, and um, we we're we're holding out six or ten contracts in case the talent does show up that, okay. that we can offer those. And um, if they do, that's great. If not, then we'll get back on the recruiting trail and, and turn over some more rocks. So obviously UNLV is not the greatest talent right now when it comes to the record. And the last couple years, obviously, they haven't been the best football team here in Vegas. But are you possibly looking at seeing their players, the ones that may not be making it to the NFL or getting those calls and possibly making those phone calls? Like, hey, would you be willing to, you know, try out, stay here, stay with us, stay home, especially the kids that are from Vegas that are playing for UNLV? Yeah, you know, I don't look at UNLV as a bad team. Like, you know, they're just they're trying to get their stuff together. That's great. But they have some really good players. Correct. So, can I, if a player doesn't get an opportunity after the draft in April, can I pick them up and say, "Hey, guys, here's your opportunity. You know, you went to minicamp, you didn't make it. Do you are you looking to continue the path and and continue the process to, to get you back outside? And if you is, if you are, here's an opportunity. But we have to make sure it's a mutual fit for both parties. What you got? You heard the music go off and you got scared <clears throat> or what? <laughs> no, no. Uh, so. <laughs> So in terms of your recruiting mm-hmm. as well as your scouting, does it have to come from players that have played in college or are you looking at high school players, players that have been doing background backyard uh, scrimmages or Juke, it, I mean or even Juco uh, yeah. guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've there's only been two guys I believe that I've seen that have have not played college football that have made it. Um doesn't say it doesn't happen, but it's you're you're talking about guys um and just to name a few, and I don't want to name drop, but like our Darius Stewart signed with us. He played at Alabama. He was okay. a third round draft pick for the New York Jets. <laughs> like he, he signed to come here and play. Gotcha. You know, like there, there's Jorge Reyna, who's a quarterback from Fresno State in 19. Okay. Didn't have a pro day. He's coming. Okay. Uh, Jalen Henderson is, is a kid from uh, Texas San Antonio, four year starter that transferred to Boise. Okay. And took over when Mark, when Rippon got hurt and was 4 0 in the MVP okay. of the bowl game. I mean, you know, Dalton. So you're already out there <clears throat> grabbing talent. Oh, absolutely. You're yeah. not sleeping. You're not waiting. You're, you've been on it already. Absolutely. I think we have uh, 16 guys signed. We have, okay. we have to bring 40 to camp. So okay. Um, some guys that I knew from CFL and, and some CFL connections I had had uh, had reached out to me and said, hey, you need to look at this kid. If we would have had preseason games in Canada, he would have probably made it. But because of COVID and, and no preseason games this year, they didn't get an opportunity. So, you know, I'm going to be blessed to have the, the ability to coach them for a few games at least. So you said 40-man roster. What ends up being the roster on game day once once we get to game day? Uh, game day is 21. The total team roster will be 25, but 21 play. Okay. okay, 21 play. Got it. How tough is it to trim down that type of roster and get to the guys that you want to keep on the main roster? I, it, it's the worst part of my job, to be honest with you. Like, cutting I, people, I, right? Cutting yeah. people, yeah. just telling people that they're not good enough. or And I don't tell them they're not good enough. They, hey, you're just not a fit for what we're trying to do. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's very, very difficult. But it's part of the job, and the cream always rises to the top. How is it 
knowing that you're working for an owner like Bill Foley, I'm not sure what your conversation is with him, but we know what he's done with the Golden Knights. Very, very successful. Haven't won a, a, a cup yet, but they've been successful every single year coming out, being the expansion franchise that they have. So we know what Bill Foley has with the pedigree with expansion franchises. Was this something that excited you when you got that phone call, knowing that, hey, this is Bill Foley. I mean, you told me earlier, you got a billionaire hitting you up, asking you to come coach his football team. How did that whole conversation go? You know, it's humbling at the end of the day because, you know, a lot of people don't get these opportunities. And my success, our success, the team's success is directly correlated with the ownership. You know, he's gonna, he, he's very competitive. He wants to win. Hence the Golden Knights, the Silver Knights. Like, they're they're always going to be in it. Yeah. Um, and the expectation is the same with us. You know, it's I didn't come here. The goal is a championship every year, let's be honest. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I was quick to tell him, you know, there's never been a first-year fan franchise make the playoffs. So we want we want to win a championship, but let's let's get into the dance okay. and then see what happens. Makes sense. Okay. So basically you're trying to make sure we get to the playoffs this year. If we get in the playoffs, you get a clean slate and then anything can happen. So would you say playoffs first season, let's say you get bounced early, it's still a successful season for you? Me, because I'm I'm my own worst critic, no, but <laughs> for, for the club, yes. Um, but for us, it's it, it, it's the championship mindset. You got to have it. And if not, then, you know, I'm just not, I'm not happy. How long are your seasons? Uh, guys will report around March 1st, two weeks training camp, and then uh, it'll end up the end of July with the Grey Cup, or the Grey Cup. That's Canada. Um, <laughs> You're still thinking about with, that. With huh? the United Bowl being uh, August 6th. Okay. So okay. it's five five and a half months. Okay. So what excites what excites you more about a new season, especially now having a new job? You know, just to watch these kids kind of grow up. You know, you you get forty guys in March first, um, and then you turn around and and you see them. They don't. Most of our guys are going to be rookies. Uh, you know, they don't know anything about the game. So you know, it's a lot of teaching, and then just watching them take the steps. And, and you know, my wife and I, we don't have any kids. So okay. You know, these are your kids. <laughs> it, literally, I'm a glorified babysitter. So for them to watch them grow up, and you're like, he, he got it. And, and then it's like, okay, it's working. And, and then you just kind of watch them mature, and, and it, it's nice. So let's talk about the relationship because you're just saying that. You don't have mm -hmm. kids. You, you like to see them grow. You like to see your players grow and become more than just a football mm -hmm. player. I get that. But how do you separate that relationship? I've, I've never been a coach. I played sports when I was younger. I played sports in high school. So I've had those conversations with coaches where you feel like they're just grilling you and they're just on you and nobody else. But you need to separate that personal relationship because then, you know, the coach's office is still open. The door's still there. He can still have a life conversation with you. How do you separate the two where you're not going to have that personal, personal relationship, but yet you still got to be firm? For me, it's it starts with my coaches. Okay. You know, my coaches are kind of like the gatekeepers. Um, if I'm not talking to you, that's a problem. That means you've done something or, or something's not going right, and it's not a good sign for, for the players. Um, but my coaches are great. They're, they're, they're great teachers. They're great. First of all, they're great men. Okay. Um, but they, they're great with the game, and, and they're great with the kids. And I call them kids, but they're, they're young men. Um, and then for at practice, like, I'll call the defense, so I'm still involved, gotcha. with, mostly with the defensive side. Okay, but I do 90% of the recruiting. Okay, um, you know my offensive coordinator, Coach Pemmel, he's fantastic. Um, he was with me for for many years. He was with me in Nebraska. Okay, and so for him, it's like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. These are these are our goals. This is what we're gonna do. How do we attain those? And he will, uh, 
he will ride you if need, if you need to be ridden. I got you. And then he'll give you he'll love you up at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, I'm always gonna love them up with even when when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing because it's about helping them grow as young men. So you were also a player, I believe you played at Virginia Tech, correct? I did. So how do you take what you learned from your playing days to your coaching days? I probably had two of the best coaches that'll go down in history with Frank Beamer and Bud Foster. Um, how was it playing for Frank Beamer? Great. You know, I, I actually grew up in Blacksburg, so okay. um, actually knew the family, played played football with Shane, you know, who's now with, with South <clears throat> Carolina, um, was blessed to be there with, during the Vic years. So it's, you know, to see some of those guys, you know, I just, I didn't have it like they had it. What know? position did you play? Linebacker. Linebacker. Okay. okay. What did you like more about linebacker? You know, it's, it's just the whole mental part of the game, knowing, you know, and if you knew now what you knew then, you know, we probably wouldn't be sitting here, but, gotcha. you know, just knowing, like, the 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 tactics of the game and the strategy and things like that, um, that's – and now more analytics is involved. And so that that's what I enjoy now. So you're a defensive guy all the way around. Okay. So how do you – how do you do that with your coaches then? Because you're, you're, you got guys that are calling your offensive plays, right? But you still have to be involved in the offense somehow because you're the head coach. Mm -hmm. You're saying that you, you like the defense. You call it defensive plays. How do you make yourself involved and involved fully and let your voice be known on the offensive side of the ball when you're not technically calling the plays? Even though I'm not calling it, I'm thoroughly involved with it. Like, you know, we're, we're building a, a new playbook with some other stuff and okay. and kind of putting it together with, with what we're doing and, and the guys, the pieces of the puzzles that we have. Um, but I'm when the offense is on the on the field. If we don't have anything to go over defense, I'm the I'm the biggest cheerleader. <laughs> okay. You know, seriously, uh -huh. like you have to be. You know, if you, and then I'll look at it from a defensive side. So you know, I might see something. Hey, they're trying to do this to us defensively for our offense. Hey, we might want to look at doing this to okay. attack it defensively and and just give you a different. You know, it's the whole Belichick thing. Belichick takes defensive guys and puts them on offense, and offensive yeah. guys and puts them on defense. So you have a different way of thinking of how to approach it. Ian, I without, know you had a question about player personnel and yeah, um, without, schemes and all that. Without revealing too much, what offensive schemes do you like or where are you going to be trying to run? Uh, you know, the indoor game with us is we just want to be balanced. If we could be 65-35 pass run, we'd be happy. Okay. Um, you know, we're, we're going to like the – we want to push the pace. We want to be um, – our goal is is 50-plus points a game, um, and we've – We'll do everything we can to attain that. On the flip side, is there any defensive schemes that you enjoy to run more than others or that you think you know, that you do a better job of running? At the end of the day, I'm always going to rely on our players. Okay. So if – and I tell them, hey, if we get in trouble, I'm a guy who will who will play man and I will make make sure my guy is better than your guy and, and we'll, we'll just play basketball out there. So – are you guys thinking about looking at anything to do with the Raiders? I know it's the NFL, IFL, completely different leagues. But what I mean by that, not any type of correlation where you guys are going to link up with them or anything, but are you looking at their practice squad players or players that might not end up staying with the Raiders that you can possibly try to bring to your team? Not their practice squad guys just because they're making too much money. I got you. Um, but maybe some guys who are in training camp with them and, okay. you know, one of their cuts or something like that. Non-drafted players non and stuff like players. that. Like, I'm – I'm constantly recruiting. Like on Saturdays, you know, I have the TV on, I have a, a laptop here, I have a laptop here, and I got games going. And especially on teams that I know the coaches, okay, because they've said, "Hey, you check out these couple guys, or check out these couple guys on this team." Gotcha. Um, and so I'm always, you know, I'm always football sports are always on, so I'm always looking. 
How important is that, though, the relationships that you've um, got throughout the years with head coaches? Because you just said it. You're watching games and you're necessarily watching a, a college or whatever it may be. And it's a coach that you already know that you have a relationship. How important is that in your coaching career that you've ga gathered all that throughout the years? Oh, I mean, I think that's the, the backbone of our business. You know, if if I can call up a coach and, and I won't say any names, but if I can call up a coach and be like, hey, how's this guy? I, I, like I'll tell you, So I called a guy from Kentucky and was like that used to be a coach there is not anymore. I was like, hey, what's what's the deal with this guy? And he's like, oh, you're not going to want it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And because they've had him for four years. Like, I'm, yeah. we're looking. Film looks great. They know I'm looking for a character guy or, or whatever, and, and, and kind of goes from there. So you also mentioned the general manager part of it. Mm -hmm. you, I didn't know that you were also the general manager of the team, right? I That's am. what you were saying. So did you have any say in the new name, the color schemes, the uniforms, or any of that? No, they kind of had the, the design ideas when – when they got when I got hired, um, which I love, and you know, Brady the design guy has, has been phenomenal and okay. and uh, getting everything kind of mocked up how we want it. Now I kind of took it and ran with it as far as the uniform providers and stuff like that. Um, we're just waiting on some samples to see those, but uh, you know, I I had I want don't want to say I didn't have any input in it, but they kind of passed me by. They passed names by me, and okay. I was like, okay, I, it doesn't matter. For me, it doesn't. I mean, I'm not. You know, yeah. just give me, give me a, a a nice color scheme with with a great logo and and which I think we have and simple. I like it. <laughs> and not only that, you talked about it before off air before we got on the air. Can you ex give that because you gave a perfect explanation of it for the people that don't know how there's the Golden Knights, Silver Knights, and the Nighthawks. Can you explain how that all basically breaks yeah, down? Yeah, so the Golden Knights, obviously, everybody knows it's the Knight. The Silver Knight is the horse that the Knight rides. And the Nighthawk is the hawk that goes out and scours before battle to let you know where everybody's at. So it's kind of the modern medieval is what they call it. Nice. Um, it kind of ties everything back together. Okay, okay. Once again, you are tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Jose V, EMB, we got Vegas Knights, Vegas Nighthawks. I keep saying the Vegas Knights. Vegas Nighthawks head coach Mike Davis in the studio joining us. Quan 5-9 behind the big board doing what he does for us every single week. So, Coach, we want to talk football. We want to talk sports with you. Um, we have a lot already with the, with the, with the Nighthawks. What's, what, what is the final thing that you can tell fans that are new fans to this team or new fans to the league in general? What can they expect from this team coming this new expansion season coming next year? You know, the biggest thing I could probably tell people is it's entertainment where a football game breaks up. Okay. You know, especially the people who love hockey because you're going to be, you know, right up. Literally, you can reach out and touch a player. You know, a player will go up and catch the ball potentially end up in your lap so you're always you know there's there's not a lack of excitement and and, and things going on in the arena ian what else you got man is there anything you would like to tell the players that are going to be coming to that open uh tryouts that you're going to have just, in november i mean i've talked to a lot of them just be prepared like it, it's going to be run like um it'll be four and a half five hours of is probably four hours of, of as hard as you can go and we're gonna it'll be a battle of attrition that's and i'll just kind of leave it at that you know we'll it'll be position specific drills and a bunch of one-on-ones and obviously it's non-padded so it's you know it's we'll take care of everybody and go from there once again let everybody know when those tryouts are if anyone wants to go ahead and sign up is it still open or is it closed already no it's still open actually we're uh we're doing registration the day of okay um, just because you know in the past i've had pre-registrations and then you have 30 guys that show up that register and then don't show up and it's just it's a headache so for me it's their november 7th 
uh, at Heritage Park. Uh, registration starts at 8, workout starts at 9. We'll probably be on site by 7 o'clock in case okay. guys take longer to warm up. Um, and we'll we'll see if what Vegas has to hold for us, for some local guys. Are you expecting – what exactly are you expecting? Do you have any have high no expectations? Um, I, you know, I've probably talked to 40 guys that have reached out and said, hey, I'm coming, and it sounds good. Like, everybody says they're going to yeah. do it until they wake up that morning, and they're like, am I really doing this? <laughs> you know, is this – you know, that's just how it is. We do have a couple leagues. I know, mm -hmm. like, there's the Las Vegas Saints, and then there's also a uh, outdoor – flag football league as well so we we have a couple different teams yeah i think there's a flag football league at um big league dream park where they play they have the i don't know if you've been to B bld mm -mm, not um yet. they have six replica parks so they have yankee stadium wrigley field dodger stadium and they play softball normally but they also have an extra field on the side where they play flag football so flag football is getting pretty big out here so i wouldn't be surprised if you get a lot of flag football guys yeah. that go out you there. know I, I went out to when they had that that west nash west semis out here because um, i knew some guys from around the country they were playing okay and, and looked and i was just like i mean these guys are traveling i mean i knew guys from from florida from ohio guys from cali i mean some guys that used to play for me when i was in nebraska that are still playing flag and they're just i mean they're getting paid to do it so good for them so i wanted to ask you something that's obviously out there in the media you're a football coach we know what just happened with the head football coach here in las vegas not to get too much into the details of that or, or what happened there or what's going on, but you as a head coach, being in a professional sports league, doing what you have been doing for so long, how do you take care of yourself and figure out what to say and what not to say? Because now we're seeing that you got to be careful, whether it's in an email, whether it's in a text message. How do you go about yourself and being careful on what you say? Really, it's about how you brought up, how you're brought up. And, and for me, it's, I just, you know, you got to respect everything around you. You know, you don't, I'm not, a, I'm very respectful when it comes to that stuff. And um, besides that, it's, you know, if uh, it's funny, but I'm like, if my mom wouldn't be happy with me saying it, I probably shouldn't say it. That, that is true. Tough stuff, man. With everything going on with John Gruden right now and the Raiders, it, 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 it's a tough conversation to have, obviously, because of the things that were said, you know, the people that were hurt. And then especially having a player on the team, which is openly gay, you know what I mean? With Carl Nassib. That was tough. Have you ever been in those type of situations? Not saying that you got caught up or you did something, but where maybe a coach on your team might have done something that wasn't right or said something that wasn't right, or maybe a player just wasn't feeling comfortable with a certain situation. I can honestly say I've never been been in that situation or encountered that. Okay. Um, so that's a good thing. Though. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just, it's crazy that the world we live in, like we don't live in the same world we lived in yesterday or, or a year ago, much less 10 years ago. So I kind of leave it at that and... You know, keep moving. Just keep pushing. <laughs> how do you feel about vaccinations? I don't know what the league is like. I don't know how the league, if they're making players get vaccinated, if there's a mandate or not. But how do you feel about the vaccination in general in sports? I mean, for me, I think it's it's the new norm. I mean, and I'll, I tell this to players. I don't care if you are or aren't. But when we're kids, what do you get? You get measles, mumps, rubella, and, and yeah. you, you don't yeah. even think about it. Everything. Exactly. So if you have the best minds in the world coming up with this, for me, I am vaccinated, and, and that's just how it how I run with it. It's not. Um, I, I've known seven people, close college, not college, close coaching people with me mm -hmm. within my circle that have all died from COVID, and really? all of them were unvaccinated. Wow. Okay, so it was pretty. That's easy. a tough pill to swallow, man. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But. There's a lot going on, especially with that. It's just it's one of those conversations yeah. where it's hard to have it without getting political because then everyone wants to throw the political card out there. But 
we had the situation with Kyrie Irving as well. You say you're a sports guy, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure you've been seeing that. How do you feel about players voicing their opinions and, and not wanting to get vaccinated, especially someone as big as Kyrie Irving? You know, players have the biggest platform in the world, but you also are looked up by millions of little kids. And so I always tell, like I've told our players, you're always under the spotlight. Be careful what you say and be ready to have the repercussions if you if you make a hard left or a hard right <laughs> and don't stay in stay in your lane it's uh, there's always repercussions and, and you know i feel with Kyrie though it would be easier for people to accept it if it wasn't coming from Kyrie. if that makes sense because he just doesn't have he, he doesn't articulate well what, what, he's he, what he's saying and he doesn't have necessarily a good reason at least that he's articulated to people it just sounds like he's going off of some pseudoscience article he read and it doesn't actually sound like he is fully in belief of what he's saying yeah and then you also have the whole flat earth that doesn't help <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you with the whole Kyrie situation I, I was tough on him for the beginning I thought what is he doing? Why is he doing this? You know what I mean? You're a professional athlete. You're looked upon by a lot of people. But whether we agree with it or not, like you said it, I don't care if my players are vaccinated or not. It's your it's your decisions, your opinion. But why are we so harsh on the guy is, my, is what I'm saying. Like, uh, there's so much negative criticism that he's getting. At the end of the day, I mean, I know probably not all of us are vaccinated. I am. I don't know if any everybody else in the studio is or not, but... It's our uh, it's our decision our to choice. do it. You know what I mean? And, and it does suck that now you have companies and jobs and governments that are making mandates and making you do things. But it's part of the new normal. Eventually, we're, we're going to have to do it. I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't believe in the vaccine, mm-hmm. but I'm vaccinated. But why did I take it? Because I knew it was eventually going to get to the point where, oh, you're vaccinated. You can do this. Oh, you're vaccinated. You can go back to a game. Oh, you're media and you're vaccinated. Cool. You can come back and start covering this. That's the only reason why I did it. And it, it's a tough situation. It's a it tough is. pill to swallow, but it's the world we live in right now. Well, for me, it's it's these players are, are playing for us trying to go to Canada. Yeah. Well, you're not crossing the border if you're not. Okay. True that. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Let, that, that's just, an easy sell then yeah. for you guys. Well, yeah, did you just, you were telling me outside about your wife, if you don't mind if you don't mind <laughs> right. me mention that, that she can't drive across the border, but she can fly. <laughs> right. So Canada has you can't if you're Canadian, you can you cannot drive across the border right now. But if you're American and you're vaccinated, you can drive across and come back. <laughs> well, so obviously we live in we lived in Canada. My wife's Canadian, so I had to drive to Salt Lake, and I flew her to Salt Lake to meet me <laughs> to drive here. I mean, it is, I mean, it is what it is. It's it's the new norm. I don't, you know, it's it is what it is. Got to live with it. Got to deal with it, man. Once again, you are tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network, Jose V. EMB, Mr. Bradford, Quan 5-9 behind the big board. And we got Mike Davis, head coach of the Vegas Nighthawks, joining us here in studio. So, Coach, what are you doing aside from coaching? What are you doing aside from, from when you're in Vegas? You say you're a sports guy. Do you like to gamble? Do you like to bet at all? I mean, you know, are you into that type of stuff? Are you because are you watching sports in general all the time when you're not just watching football? I do watch sports on a regular basis. You know, for me, it's um, I'm not a huge baseball fan. Okay. Um, unless it's playoff baseball. That's when it matters most, that's right? It matters, yeah, you know? exactly. It's a long um, season. Absolutely. Long season. So for me, it's I like it when the stakes are up and and you know getting down. Like it was fun to watch some of the games coming down to the wild card because it was it was such a tight race yeah. and things like that. Um, but yeah, for me, I when, when friends are in town, yeah, we'll we'll go hit the tables for a few times. But okay, so you're a tables guy. 
All right, we gotta we gotta see when we see Coach at the table one of these days. <laughs> Don't want to get you in trouble though. We're not we're not trying to get you in trouble there with any of the gambling or anything like that. But when it comes to watching sports too, man, I know again you say you watch football. Are you ever watching any college, any NFL games, and you're trying to pick up some of the stuff that they may be doing, or maybe it's something that you already do, but maybe it can help you switch up a scheme here or there. Yeah, I mean, football is a copycat game. Like, I don't care from Walsh to Tressman, you know, to, to now with McVeigh and, and Staley and, 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 you know, things like that. Like, it's not like you're just sitting at home one night drawing on a napkin like, oh, yeah, or you know, <laughs> this, this will work. You know, you, you've seen something that, you know, Joe, Joe Brady is probably one of the great young minds in the game. And he says, you know, when he was at LSU, that he would look up every scoring touchdown in the NFL from the weekend before, and really? that every every scoring play. I didn't know that. That's, that's so he literally, and it's funny that when you say that because the next week you would see one of those plays, like it would be a some big play or whatever, and you would see it implemented with Joe Burrow and stuff like that. So it's that's uh, cool. Joe Burrow's sick. He is. I like Joe Burrow. He's a stone cold killer. <laughs> he really cold. is, man. He yeah, has ice in his veins. So my one of my best friends in Nebraska uh, went to the University of Nebraska, okay. and was college roommates with Jamie Burrow, Joe's older brother. Okay. So they they went to the Heisman deal. I mean, they've Joe's become a staple part of of the the friendship, and so we're actually a bunch of us are they're flying in, and we're going to the Bengals Raiders game when they come in. Okay, okay. nice. We're actually giving away tickets to that. We have a raffle that we're doing yeah. with Joshua Lafon. If you guys do remember. If you guys want to do it, 10 bucks gets you into the raffle for a pair of tickets to go see the Bengals Raiders game here in Las Vegas. No limit that on that. You can time. buy as exactly. many as you want. You can buy as many tickets as you want. The link Supports. is in my bio. The link is in Joshua's bio. We're going to make sure we put it up on Ian's bio. Coach, if you want to join in, join in, man. It's it, it's a good cause. All the money's going to high schools out here and sports programs in high schools out here. So it, it's a good cause for sure. So, Coach, in the NFL, who is your team? Who is your favorite team? Do you have one? I, I don't have one. Okay. I don't. I grew up a Colts fan when, okay. I, was, when I was young. Um, but besides that, I, I just watch, like watching good football. Who do you like watching player-wise right now in the league that you would say is the most exciting guy that you look forward to to watch every Sunday? Uh, I'll give you a couple. Aaron Donald. Okay. okay. You got to watch him. Definitely. Um, I love watching Max Crosby. Ball. Of course, you're a defensive guy. <laughs> right. You know, you got you got to you got to give love to Max Crosby just because he plays so hard and he's the growth of his game is unbelievable. And not only that, Cleveland Farrell being the guy drafted a, uh, above him. Right. Max wasn't even supposed to be the guy, and he's he's yeah. the guy, captain, everything he's now. A workaholic. You got to love it. Um, offensively, uh, you know, Jordan Jefferson, Jamar Chase, those guys. Okay. Um, you know, just... Naming so some many. young guys over yeah. here. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. Now, coaches, though. Is there any coaches in the NFLs? I, I wouldn't say you look up to, but that you would say is that that's the guy. That's the guy right now in the NFL. You know, you gotta love what Staley's doing in, in with the Chargers. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Room. You know, I mean, five years ago he was he was coaching D two college football. Yeah, I was unsure what we were going to see from him, but he's done phenomenal with Justin Herbert. It's and and that defense. I mean, that defense has had talent for the last three years, and it's really just now coming together. And we're seeing just how special that secondary can really be. Well, I think that they're using him right. You know, you have Keenan Allen, and all, you know Mike Williams, and you turn around and get the, the, the Eckler. I yeah. mean, you, you have weapons upon weapons upon weapons. So, um, you know, him. You got to like for me, the the young. I always tell people it's the young generation that's that's so impressive. Yeah. Like I'm a huge Bruce Arians fan. Oh, yeah. For, okay. You know, 
Um, but you know, McVeigh and, and Staley and, and you know what <clears throat> what uh, Zach is doing in, in Cincinnati and things like that. It's 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 nice for the game of football. Do you think some of the coaches that aren't doing too well are getting a bad rap? because it's so soon. There's some head coaches that are only a year or two years in and their team just hasn't gotten there. In your eyes, what is the ideal plan? Like, year, you know, one year, two years, as a head coach, what is realistic? That it, That's tough. It always, it all, I guess it depends on what's in your locker room. You know, I mean, most people say, hey, I need a three-year plan. Okay. How, how do I do it in three years? Okay. Um, and can I do it sooner? Yes. Can I, does it take longer? Yes, because, you know, injuries and you know Colin Farrell doesn't didn't work out like he's supposed yeah. to and, and things like that like you know you're dealing with with young men who you're and the word drives me crazy but you're projecting what his potential is going to be correct you know I mean I was not the same guy at 23 that I was at 26 I don't and, think none and, of us no, are. You know, but you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. how much better are what your work ethic like and things like that so heavy weights on these young men's shoulders absolutely and you're making millions of dollars so that that's that's tough and it's it's all right any teams out there that have a good record right now that you would say are fool's gold that aren't as mm. good as their record may show we got the Cardinals still undefeated right I think they're the real deal Really? Yeah. I do too. What do you like best from the Arizona Cardinals um, that you've seen so they're far? They're aggressive. They're, they're, it's like the Wild West down there. Okay. Like literally, Cliff's got them just slinging the ball around. All those guys are making plays. The defense is, you know, as good as they come. Um, I think the defense is what's surprising a lot more people than anything, in my opinion. I, I, I expected the offense to, to hit that extra gear this year, but I didn't. I, the defense came out of nowhere to me. To me, it didn't really come out of nowhere because they had a solid foundation group last year. They had playmakers on that D-line, and they also had a couple playmakers in that secondary. And they made some off-season adjustments and acquisitions that you could just see how it was going to fit in. Like, for instance, like J.J. Watt, I thought was a fantastic off-season addition because he contains that edge, allows Chandler Jones to just straight-up bulldoze through the middle. And now you're seeing that players, teams can't really run on them like they used to. And they're also having trouble throwing because that also creates pressure, right? So True. I, I think that they're just coming together on both sides of the ball. They're meshing at the right time. And I think there's nobody really in the NFC that's quite meshed the way that Arizona. They're they're my favorites. Really? You think they're, 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 they're my favorites. Well, even, I mean, even though you're out. all eagled out. That, yeah, know. I love my Eagles, but if I, you you look at them, that the reason they don't run the ball, people don't run the ball on them because they're always behind. Yeah, so they're yeah. pushing the pace, and, and mm -hmm. I call it playing up tempo basketball. Like okay. they're, I would love to. I mean, I, I should have looked the numbers before I came in here, but I mean, I would love to see how many scoring guy drives they have inside under three minutes because it seems like it's big play, quick fire, quick quick big play. You know, and that that just they keep you on your toes and make you try to keep up with them you're not gonna you're not gonna play the old school detroit pistons basketball we're gonna slow them yeah. down and and play and hard and hit yeah. hard bang yeah. Up. yeah you're not gonna land for your basketball just look they're basically modeling at least their offense kind of like how kansas city had it a couple years ago when they won the super bowl is that it's just you're keeping them on your toes like you said that you just can't recover as a defense from that when you're constantly looking up at a scoreboard and seeing oh yeah. there's another point oh there's another point absolutely so it makes it a lot harder. So I'm glad you brought up Kansas City because I wanted to ask you about that. You as a head coach, 
Have you been following the Kansas City Chiefs, watching them? And do you think that defenses have caught up to Patrick Mahomes? Or it's just he's having a rough patch right now and he'll get it right? I think Andy Reid's phenomenal. And he'll, get, he'll get it right. Airbnb <laughs> is amazing. Don't be. I have should have been it. a head coach a long time ago. Should have been our head coach. He, hey, he might be here in in, uh, in, in Vegas, in black and black and silver. Don't um, be surprised. Yeah, I was talking about Eagles, but I, 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 I get where you're coming <laughs> from. You but I was talking about the Eagles. I, that's who I wanted as my head coach. But yeah, but you think that they'll get it right? I do. I do. There's too much talent. There's too much speed. There's too many veterans on that team that that they'll get it right. So you think he's just trying to do too much? Because I've, I've watched some of the plays. I've seen some of the plays where he's thrown picks. He's already had six picks this season. Where he only had six all last season. Some of the picks have really haven't even been his fault. Mm-hmm. Like last game, Tariq Hill had one that Bought came out of his hands. hands. There's so been it, a couple it, like that. Yeah, it's kind of hard to blame him for those. But there's also been some throws where, okay, we know you're Patrick Mahomes and you can make those. <laughs> but he's trying to make those throws all the time. Is that something that you as a head coach would look at and say, hey, maybe don't try to do too much of that? No, you got to let him be who he is because yeah. look what he's done, you know. And the numbers he's put up in previous years are unheard of. Yeah. So now he's just he's back to the norm. Okay, he had he had a he's had a little bit of slump early, but when he gets hot, you, you're not gonna want to play him. I love how he's completing seventy percent of his passes, has sixteen touchdowns and six picks, but sixteen touchdowns, and we're like. Is Patrick Mahomes falling off? <laughs> <Right. laughs> like we're, we're really like, having that what, conversation. What, what's wrong with Patrick Mahomes? He's only thrown uh, 16 touchdowns, not 25. That is because everybody situation. thought they would be four and one right now, or yeah. five and zero. Yeah. And, and but to answer your question, the Cowboys—they're fake. Ooh, I want to hear about this. Like that. Yeah, so, so, I just think the defense <laughs> is playing out of its mind right now. Okay. I mean, look at Diggs. He's got six picks in five oh, games. Uh, guys, insane. all of them have yeah. been deep shots. You know, you give up one or two of those Cowboys. You know, I mean, the Giants are bad right now. Okay. Um, so you think the Cowboys are, are smokescreen, fool's gold right now? Okay. But they're in. I mean, who's going to compete with them in that division right now? Thanks. No yeah. offense. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not what I wanted to hear, but just okay. Saying, hey, hey. Oh my god! But it's it's just crazy to see what Dak Prescott is doing with this team when it's the same exact team that Andy Dalton had last year. Absolutely. Like, yeah. it, it, it's just, it, I love Andy Dalton. Don't get me wrong. The Red Rifle, you know, he had a decent career. You know what I mean? He was always a solid quarterback. Never yeah. a superstar quarterback in my mind, but great solid quarterback for the organization when he was with Cincinnati. But I thought that he was going to come in and plug and play. I didn't expect him to be a killer, but I thought they would win some games and looked comfortable. He looked horrible. Yeah. Like, just bad. It's still tough, though, man. Like, you put all your eggs in one basket as the starter. You're getting 90% of the reps in practice yeah. day in and day out, week in and week out. And then that gets hurt. You come in, you're thrown into the fire. Now you're trying to catch up for the first 10 weeks of of non-reps. Yeah. So it's it's like um, the first four games is almost like it's preseason. Yeah. So, I mean, it's – Mini camp for him yeah, and everything. Their, their bodies are – you know, pro athletes are pro athletes. Their, their bodies are trained – for that timeline and this is what it's going to take me and and you have some some freak situations where guys just come in and, and blow it up aka patrick and, and joe burrow and things like that justin herbert justin herbert i mean it just for me it's it's just the same you got to get in your routine so we had this conversation earlier but i want to ask your thoughts on this since you brought up the cowboys if Dak keeps on going at the pace that he's at right now are we looking at comeback player of the year uh for sure, right, hundred percent, sure. without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, who else? Who who out there is is putting up anything comparable? 
or being talked about anything comparable. I think you mentioned Antonio Brown, right? So and I, I got some for slack for it, right? I got some slack for it this morning. If you look at Antonio Brown, he is literally on pace to have 80 receptions, close to 1,000 yards, and possibly 10 touchdowns receiving this year. Mm-hmm. This is for a guy that a lot of people wrote off, wrote off and off. said he was done. As personal life, yes, he had issues and probably still has, but there's no denying his talent on the field. And now you're putting him with Tom Brady, possibly the greatest quarterback of mm-hmm. all time, no doubt about it, and it's working. I mean, look at the receivers and the weapons that they have. They got Mike Evans. You have Chris Godwin. You have uh, Gronkowski, even though he's hurt. Mm-hmm. You have Leonard Fournette, which can do stuff out of the backfield as Bernard well. Bernard as well. I mean, it, I mean it, they're, they're just stacked. stacked. They're just stacked. And for Antonio Brown to still be able to be playing the way that he's playing, if Dak wasn't playing the way he is, I would give a look to Antonio yeah. Brown as comeback player of the year. Let's uh, talk to me in three weeks. Let's see. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have that Thursday night matchup tomorrow night with the uh, exactly. Eagles, Bucks. Good matchup tomorrow night. Yeah. Tom Brady, 4 and 1, going into Philly. 5 and 1 on Friday. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Oh. So that was your pick. I was going to ask is right there, do you feel any way that the Eagles can win this? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're you're a professional football team. Okay. Like, they get paid too. Like, I give them a puncher's chance. You, you, absolutely. <laughs> you get in the ring, something can happen. The ball can bounce your way. Um, I just think that Tom and them are playing with so much confidence. It's it's scary. It is. Confidence is a is a scary beast when you when you get it, because then you think it's nothing can stop you. And they yeah. already look better than they did last year, which they is do. crazy. And we're five games in. Offensively, I mean, defensively, oh, there's defensively, still a lot of suspect. questions because they yeah. just have they've been decimated all across the field. Which goes to my point is the Eagles have a lot of talent. I've been saying this for a while. I don't think they're being utilized properly by Sirianni, but they have a lot of talent. If three of their receivers run four threes, everyone forgets this. Like Quiz Watkins ran a four three five. That was second to Henry Ruggs. And he's been making those big 50-yard bomb plays almost every single game. He has one of them, at least. And there's been a couple times where Jalen might miss him in the coverage, but he's open. As well as Devontae, if you look at the All-22, Devontae Smith is just school at hell. He even schooled Trayvon Diggs when they were playing. If you look, he was getting two, three-yard separation on almost every route. It was just that Trayvon Diggs was playing so well off coverage that he was tricking Jalen to throwing in the direction. And also, Jalen wasn't the most accurate that game. But Devontae, is, I, I think there's a real possibility he picks it up in these weeks coming uh, across and that he might actually become offensive player of the year. So the game is tomorrow night, Thursday night football, good matchup. Normally the Thursday night football games, people like to say they're not the greatest or not the best to watch. I don't care. I got football on. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm off. So I'll definitely be watching. So this line, we're going to talk real quick, mm-hmm. 52 and a half. The reason I say that, cause we just talked about the bucks defense, the Eagles can score. We know that the Eagles can't put up numbers. Tampa Bay's defense is suspect. Richard Sherman's not going to cut it for a guy that just came off the bench and you're going to start. I mean, came off the couch and going to start playing. He might do some things. He might do some things, but nothing crazy. Levante David's hurt. Yes, he's out. There's another Bronx out. Uh, Levante David also uh, wins. um, Antonio, their their safety, he's out. So, yeah, Winfield. Now, 52 and a half. I can see a high-scoring game tomorrow night. I can see fireworks. Not only that, the line is seven. Bucks are favored by seven. Call me crazy. I think the Eagles can stick into this game. They won't win. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bradford. They're not going to win this game. But 
I think they can cover that seven. I think it'll be a lot closer than people think because of the defense of the Bucks, mm -hmm. the injuries, the players that are out, how bad and suspect they have looked going into this game. And not only that, the Eagles put up numbers. Yeah. They played decent, hard teams, and they put up numbers. Not to mention, this is by far, this one and the Chargers are by far their hardest matchups in the next in the next coming schedule. They really have an easy schedule going forward. So I feel if they have any shot at a wild card spot in the playoffs, because I do think the Cowboys will end up winning the division. If they have any shot, they have to win this game. And the Eagles are known that when they have their back up against the wall, that's when they come out and fight. So we'll see it, it's goes. definitely possible, but I, I agree with you. I, I definitely think it's going to be over. The benefit, you're playing at home. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. have the home It's crowd. the link that goes it, crazy. It, it, the, the Eagles fans go crazy regardless. Tom, they're going to put up numbers. Do I think they win? The Eagles, no. But <laughs> sorry. He's like, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. No, hey, sorry buddy. I, I'm used to it. So. it it's, uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think, the Thursday night games the last couple weeks have been, yeah. have been great phenomenal. to watch. Yeah. Really, really good games. So we're coming to the end of the show, guys. Before we let you go, Coach, like I said, you are the guest tonight. Whenever we have a guest, we do our guest pick of the night. Ian and I do our picks of the week. He's murdering me right now. Three I only have one win Three this season. Not too good for me. I'm one in four right now. Not good. Hopefully I can get back on track. But, Coach, games that are coming up on Sunday or it could even be tomorrow night's game. Go ahead and give us a pick. What do you think? You give me the pick. You give me the name. I'll let you know what the line is, and we'll go from there. Let me see here. Who? Put him on the spot. I know. <laughs> we need the Jeopardy music. Then. Right. I know, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to say, what is uh, the Packers-Bears? Oh, I was oh, actually okay. looking at that one. Packers okay. are favored by four and a half in Chicago. It's a route. Easy. Really? You like the Packers? Yeah. Okay. In a route. Okay. In a route. Okay. Interesting. Okay. 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 What you got, Ian? I got a good one. I got Go a good it. one. Bills. Minus six against Titans. I think they're going to absolutely slaughter them. So I'm actually, I'm going to ride with you on this okay. one. And I, normally we don't pick the same pick, but here's why. I'll switch up my pick. The Bills enter this week as the only remaining team with a perfect 5-0 and o first half against the spread record. Mm -hmm. They lead the league with an average of 18.2 first half points, while their opponent this week is the Titans that are allowing the fourth, the fourth most first half points at 15.6. First half spread is three and a half. I like the Bills in this game. I, I, I like Josh Allen right now, the way he's playing. That team in general has gotten it right. I know they lost that first game yeah. to Pittsburgh, but it looks like a fluke now Confidence. because they look like an exactly completely different team, man. They look comfortable now. They didn't look comfortable in that game in the sense of it didn't look like they, they're misfiring a lot in that game. Mm -hmm. yep. There's a lot of growing pains in that first game, but they're the number one scoring offense, the number one scoring defense. I think that they are absolutely for real. You, We saw what they did to the mm -hmm. Chiefs. And everyone thought that was going to be a close game where the Chiefs were going to win, but the Bills actually ended up blowing them out. So yeah. I like them, but I'm going to switch it up. Just because you you stole my pick. All right, let's see. All right. Uh, Rams minus 11 against the Giants. So it's I nine and a half. Nine so you're and a half better now. Line. Oh, it's even better now. It's even better. All right. Uh, Giant, uh, Rams are going to absolutely murder them. They're missing okay. Nick Gates. They're centered. They're possibly missing Daniel Jones. They might be missing all five receivers. Saquon. Saquon Barkley's out. I don't know how you can get a better line than this. I mean, Stafford is due for a big game, no? 
Don't be afraid of the big number. Don't be I afraid of the big number. Can't be I'm afraid. A, I'm going to throw the curveball to you, though. Okay. Uh-oh. Got a young, a lot of young kids getting their first chance to play that you don't know who they are. True that. Okay. True that. So you don't know what you're going to get. But we know what Mike Glennon is. I, <laughs> I mean, I we know what Glennon is. I mean, he, he's, he's got a long neck. We know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, long neck and uh, <laughs> short arm, I guess. Definitely. Well, Coach, we're at the end. We greatly appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. Once again, let everyone know out there on, that's joined in, that's tuned in, where they can find you on social media if they want to follow you. Uh, uh, Nighthawks <laughs> H. I just forgot about it. It's, it's right Night, there on the screen. Nighthawks, Nighthawks HC. HC. Definitely, definitely. Well, we appreciate you. Best of luck this season. We, we're happy that you're here. We're happy to have you, and hopefully we can have you back in the studio again. Anytime. Um, coming to the season. Perfect. Awesome. But, Ian, we're at the end, my man. We're going to finish up. Yes, uh, final thought of the night here because we couldn't really get to it. I'm just going to mm-hmm. go ahead and throw it out there. If you guys saw the fight this past weekend, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, great fight. The heavyweight division looks like it's back, which is good. Alexander Usyk just took the titles from AJ a few weeks ago, which, in my opinion, AJ is not the boxer that we thought. Yes, he beat one of the Klitschko brothers, took the belts. But if you saw that fight, he also got hurt a bit in that fight and could have lost that fight before he won it. So he's been exposed by Andy Ruiz. He's now been exposed by Alexander Usyk, which was the last cruiserweight undisputed champion and and, and had all the belts in that division. He looks good. I'm not going to say that Deontay Wilder is done yet. I think he still has a lot to prove because of the way that he fought in that fight. He did not give up. He had Fury on the ground twice. Could have possibly beat him. A lot of people thought that the count went a little bit longer, but if you know the rules, if a boxer comes over when the count's being done, you got to stop, and then they continue the count after that. So it was a a legitimate count. I want to see Deontay Wilder fight someone like Andy Ruiz because Andy Ruiz has been a champion. Andy Ruiz did beat Anthony Joshua. We talked about Anthony Joshua possibly fighting Deontay Wilder when Wilder was a WBC champ. But now we know what it is. Tyson Fury is the guy. Tyson Fury is the guy that needs to be fought. And if you're the guy in the heavyweight division, you need to fight Tyson Fury. AJ, you came out and said, belts or no belts, I'll still fight Tyson. Of course, because you just lost your belts. And Tyson is now the champ and is still the champ. He reminds me of Kane. Correct. A lot. Tyson Fury, you are the man. I love the way you box in heavyweight. You do not look like a heavyweight fighter when you are boxing. So my opinion when it comes to this, we need to see Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk has to be the next fight that needs to be done. I want to see Deontay Wilder, Andy Ruiz, and see what comes from that. Call me crazy. We might even see a fourth fight with Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, even though Tyson said, that's it. I've already beat him three times. There's no more. I would not be surprised if we see that down the road. But once again, for Straight Bet Sports, here live on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network, we had a fun time tonight. Head coach of the Vegas Nighthawks, Mike Davis, joined us in studio tonight. We greatly appreciate him and the Vegas Golden Knights and the Nighthawks organization for allowing him to be here tonight. For my co-host, Ian B, Quan 59 behind the big board, we are out. We'll be back next week, Wednesday night, 9 p.m., same time. See ya. Peace. Peace.